Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Maggie Bolaños in San Francisco. California's U.S. Senate race took another surprise turn yesterday as Senator LaFonza Butler says she will not run for a full term next year. KQED politics correspondent Guy Marzarotti has more. Butler was appointed to the Senate earlier this month by Governor Gavin Newsom to fill out the rest of Dianne Feinstein's term. The pick made history as Butler became the second black woman and first open lesbian to represent California, and in 2024, she would have been the incumbent on the March ballot. But she said in a statement Thursday, quote, Knowing you can win a campaign doesn't always mean you should run a campaign. In an interview on Fox 11 in Los Angeles last week, Butler hinted at the risks the Senate job could bring to her family long term. My mother is 70 years old. She didn't sign up for this. My daughter is nine. She didn't sign up for, for, for this. And so I'm thinking about my family, my family's safety. I've already gotten my first piece of hate mail and a stranger has shown up at my door. The Senate primary field includes Democratic Congress members Adam Schiff, Katie Porter and Barbara Lee, and Republicans Eric Early and Steve Garvey, the former baseball star. For the California Report, I'm Guy Marzarati. California invested billions to help children bounce back from learning loss that happened during the pandemic. But students are still struggling to catch up. That's according to new test scores out from the state's Department of Education. CalMatters education reporter Carolyn Jones has more. I think everyone in California was hoping to see higher scores in math and English language arts. Overall, scores were flat from last year and still well below the pre-pandemic levels. Experts say one reason is that California has seen a big increase in the number of high-need students, including students living in poverty, for example, homeless students, students with disabilities. Advocates say it could take years for us to see results from some of the billions California has invested in initiatives like transitional kindergarten, community schools, tutoring. I think what we're seeing in California is not unique, unfortunately. Many other states are facing the same challenges and are seeing the same lackluster test scores. That was CalMatters' Carolyn Jones. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. 
You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. It's been nearly two weeks since Hamas militants abducted nearly 200 people from Israel. Many foreign nationals, including at least 13 Americans, are among the hostages. Here in California, families of the hostages and supporters will be at the state capitol early next week to demand the release of their loved ones. The California Report's Izzy Bloom spoke to Sacramento resident Ryan Pesa, whose cousin Yair Yakov is being held hostage, along with Yakov's 12-year-old and 16-year-old sons and his girlfriend, Marav Tal. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Uh, how are you holding up? Doing my best. It's been an unimaginable nightmare come true. Every time there's hardship, to the people of Israel, the citizens of Israel, it really hits you because that's our homeland. Those are our people. But it's a whole nother layer when it's your cousin and their family has been abducted and you don't know the status of them, don't know what proper care they've been given. It's been unimaginably crazy. Where was your family living? In a kibbutz called Niraz. Yair and his girlfriend um, understood something was going on, so he and his girlfriend went to a shelter, and their plan was to hide in the shelter till the chaos, till the the nightmare ends. And <clears throat> his two kids were in another house at the time, and so in the video that I've been I've seen that was disgustingly sent by Hamas to my other cousins, his brother and sister, shows them in the bomb shelter. And it's just smoky as can be. You first start seeing Mirav holding this terrorist's hand in such a way of just begging for her life, pleading for her life, and just in a frantic state of mind. And then the camera pans over my cousin who's sitting on the floor talking to another terrorist and then the video ends and it's just a whole nother set of psychological warfare to not only kidnap people but then to traumatize their family by sending them messages onto their personal cell phone of their brothers family members and what they do to them how do you feel being here in California, thousands of miles away from this war, with your family right in the center of it? Pretty hopeless. The other day, I reached out to some legislators here in California, and they weren't Jewish. And I said, what are you doing for the Jewish community in your district? Reach out to them. They don't feel safe. And I know those things are not going to help bring my family back, but it is going to help our larger Jewish community. Ryan, thank you so much for your time. I really hope you and your family hear some good news soon. I hope so, too. I mean, I I do pray every day that they will be rescued, they'll be safe, and that I can see them again. And that is the California Report for Friday, October 20th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. 
Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Christopher Beal, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Juan Carlos Lara, Izzy Bloom, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tovin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.